It's the week of June 24th, and this is MASHCAST number 92. Another episode of the Mash Those Buttons Mashcast. I am Jared, and I am here with Nick Zelenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? And Mikey Kenny. Yo. And this is Mashcast number 92, the Mashcast that will actually get published on time. This you week. said that last week. I did, and you know it's what? It's because I wasn't on it, Nick. Damn. Yeah, I mean, don't you know right, that? Yeah. Like, if I'm not on it, it's going to be fucking late. It's not a true Mashcast without Mikey. Dude, like last week, it just was not <laughs> happening. Um, was it last week the E3 one too? No, that was two no, weeks ago. That was two weeks oh, ago. Shit. E- E3 Where the was, fuck have I been? <laughs> e- E3 was like two weeks ago. That just didn't happen. And last week, I went to put it up. And uh, well, first of all, I had a problem with my battery backup. And the battery, every time I went to go edit the podcast, bam, that shit would just cut off. You know and, what the problem is? No backup to the battery backup. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, after after the, after I replaced that, I just did not have time to publish it. That's that's how busy I have been. Uh, but you know what? This Mashcast is going up on time. I'm gonna put the other one from last week up too, just in case anybody wants to listen to it. But you know, that was it's last good. week. It, it has earth-shattering reveals. Earth-shattering reveals. Earth-shattering reveals. If you've been living under a rock. You can go. You can listen to that one first. But uh, let's get into it, guys. Let's. Uh, Nick, what have you been playing? Uh, I finally finished Spec Ops: The Line. Holy oh, yeah. shit! We can yeah. finally talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got to admit, I did not see that ending coming. I mean, I had heard some of. Uh, I had heard, you know, some. So, I heard some of the details, like the the physical acts that can occur. Um. At the ending, but uh, yeah, sort of. Like, yeah, you were saying for a while, like they go back and kind of recontextualize part of the game, yeah. and I kind of was like, okay, well, I know that they're going to recontextualize this, so let me try to figure out what the actual context is. Yeah, I did not see that context coming. Oh yeah, I feel like I totally should have though, because yeah, I mean, some of the some of the scenes, especially later in the game, like there's the one part where uh, where he, he, I, I guess uh, he, he's uh, he sees like the tower looking, oh, it looks like the Eye of Sauron. And he starts like kind of like almost like falling down in front of it because it's just like radiating this evil power. Like I mean, some of that was really, really impressive, and 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 especially too. The other thing that I liked was not just like the game itself, like the stuff that happens kind of messes with you as a player, but the loading screens. They start giving you uh, what John Paul Sartre quotes about freedom. Yeah, and, and and even then, like, do you feel like a hero now? Like. Like, I mean, the, the, the game, it, it's, I feel like this is one of the few times where it's not like you're playing the game and like the, the conflict is like the, the player that you are like 
that you know you're inhabiting versus the fictional environment i almost feel like this is one of those instances where it's like you versus the construct that is the game like that game is is like it's like um what's his name walker he's not the protagonist you are Yes, and, and so everything that happens there, it's like, well, how do you feel? Like it takes that entire narrative and it just shoves it in the player's face. And I, I, I mean, I don't know. It was, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I was, I was, I was interested when it came out. Everything I heard about it was great. You had, you had nothing but positive things to say about it. And so I, I all I can do is highly recommend it. And I feel sorry for anybody that missed out on it when it was free. <laughs> on PlayStation Plus. But whatever the price is now, it's probably, what, 30, 20 bucks? I don't know. I'd, I'd highly recommend it. Go out, play it. Uh, I suck at shooters. It probably took me twice as long to get through that as it should have. But overall, I feel like the experience is worth it. Now, you read the editorial that I wrote for it, correct? Yes. And but I read that way back when you put it way out. Way back so when I put it out. I, I probably still, like, so I did a good job of keeping spoilers out of it. Because still yeah, you were surprised. No. Yeah, because even even now it got to the point where I kind of want to go back and at least play through the first part of the game because there's one part where they they I, I'm pretty sure they quote to you an exact scene like an exact scene from the beginning of the game and you're like how did I like how did like how did I miss that <laughs> right yeah like and then 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 there's another part where like they 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 quote it they, again they quote a scene but because the context has changed like now you understand like you know they you, you know it's one of those things where the, the the side characters and I'm sure there's a ton of this where uh, Adams and Lugo are talking about a ton of stuff that the first time you play through you you read the lines one way but it turns out that no they're they're actually talking about it a completely different way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I thought, yes. I thought the, and what did you think I was actually with the editorial? Do you think I was kind of right with what I, I was saying? I, I have to go back and reread your editorial because, like, I mean, I, like I said, I read that back when the, the game first came out, so that was a while ago. But I had no idea that that was sort of what the the ending would be. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good game. I, I, I well, I, I've, I've raved about it for over a year now. So yeah, just play the damn game. Even Nick likes it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Is that the only game you've been playing? Or? No, um, no. Now that I finished up that free-to-play game on uh, the PlayStation Plus, I downloaded and started uh, Saints Row thir- or Saints Row the Third. Yeah, I'm gonna do so, that really soon because it's free. It, it's free, and I gotta say, I haven't played a good. I, I'm gonna use the term like GTA style game in a while. A sandbox um, game. Sandbox game, but where you run around actually like stealing cars. Um, so I haven't played one of those in a while, so it felt kind of good to do that again. But even then, just the opening sequence to the game, which I'll try not to give too much away, but it, it was it, – it, 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 I mean, at, at this point, I, I, I think uh, Joel wrote a sort of a, a review of Saints Row, uh, Saints Row 3. Um, I think it was more of a defense against Cliffy B. Because uh, he kind of came out and said, like, you know, like they, they, they're great programmers. It's a great game, but they put the dildo bats in there, and it's like it kind of it kind of reflects poorly on the industry. And so, so Joel wrote a, a defense of that a while ago. But I think one of the points that he made is that, like, by now, like they, they've they've developed their own voice, and it's not like GTA is very realistic, and they, I mean, they they kind of satirize society, but it still stays stays within the, sort of the realm of possibility to a degree. Whereas this is just completely off the wall, batshit insanity. And right. I mean, the way the game opens up, I mean, first off, the, it's an opening sequence, and so they don't want you to die, so they give you like unlimited ammo on a few different guns. So you just run around shooting a bunch of people for no reason. Well, not no reason. There's a, there's a they're shooting at you. It's a valid reason to shoot back. <laughs> Thank you. 
But I mean, they, they put you in just a completely l- l- lunatic situation, and then and then even even then it it ends with you. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. But it was just. It, I don't know. It's it's complete insanity. Um, I had the pleasure of getting to meet some of the developers at PAX. And so to sort of, you know, it was a little bit of a backward situation that I met them and saw Saints Row 4. Now I'm getting back to play Saints Row 3. But the game looks just, it's insane. That's all it is. It's just insane. It's tongue in cheek. It's fun. It's kind of probably kind of stupid, but a good kind of stupid. So I, I'm looking forward to enjoying this. It's not, it's not, it's not going to be spec ops. It's not going to be Bioshock infinite where it's blowing my mind. It's just going to be sort of nice, mindless fun and, and senseless violence. Yeah, actually, I don't know. Saints Row might be a good game to play after Bioshock. Cause we also talk, we always talked about that post Bioshock depression. Perhaps yeah. if I would have tried to finish Saints Row three, instead of going directly into Far Cry, I would have actually enjoyed Far Cry three. Yeah. Yeah, those are two heavy games, so you wanna you need you need a palate cleanser, something that's light and not yeah. not too serious. Alright, well uh anything else? Uh no. Nope, that's it. Alright, Mikey, you're up. Okay, let's see. I just finished The Last of Us this previous weekend. Um now, okay, you I'm gonna let you talk first. Go ahead. No, what go ahead. No no no, go ahead. Go ahead. I I liked it. Will I play it again? Fuck no. Um, I found parts of the game rather frustrating in some instances. It wasn't hard. I just found like, I found like, so for instance, I was creeping up behind a a clicker and it was near a door and it automatic and I hit triangle when it was like grab or whatever, you know, right? Yeah. And it opened the fucking door. Oh. And then the clicker immediately turned around and insta killed me because I didn't have the the shiv ability yet, oh. which I realized was really important. I should have rushed that as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? I did not rush that because I didn't get caught by clickers. <laughs> well, you know when the door opens like right there, there's not much I can. Right, that's just do. the way I played it. <laughs> I played it very, oh, very I, stealthily. Like I, I am. I figured out just how terrible I am at stealth with this game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the stealth isn't hard in this game, but I still seem to find a way to fuck it up. Really? I cleared every room, every room, every zombie, every human died. Uh, actually, yeah, me, I, I would sneak past when I could, which is actually a good amount of time. I I I went out of my way and I cleared every fucking room scared to death. I was using all my resources. No, <laughs> that's the thing. Like I think I put it into my review that it didn't feel it didn't it didn't feel like a survival game to me at all because I had so many fucking resources. What, I, what difficulty were you playing on? I was playing on hard. Well, I, yeah, oh I was, really? Yeah, I was playing on hard. And so I, I'm sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just gonna say it didn't feel like because basically I I had so many resources that not only was I maxed out on the things that I could craft, I was maxed out on the resources. I couldn't pick up anymore. Did you do a lot of scavenging, though? Like, did you check every room, every nook, every cranny? Yeah. Okay. So I think that is why, because they're trying to reward you for sticking around and doing what a survivor should be doing. By looking for every last single bit of shit they could find. But that's the thing. Like in a survival game, you should be required to just fucking scavenge. That should be a requirement, not an option. 
Well, if that's the case, then you shouldn't be allowed to... If, if it was required to scavenge the whole game, you shouldn't be able to sneak past them. Because if, if that was the case, you would need to wait... They would force you to use your resources up, so then you would have to go scavenge. Uh... Well, they, you, and you that's, really, but that's you what can I'm really sneak past everyone except for the humans. I think the humans are probably like the only people that you can't sneak past. There's a there's, there's key humans that you can't, like somebody might be blocking a door or something like that. Right. But a lot of them you can. But that's the thing. Like they, that's how scarce the resources really should be. The resources should be so scarce that you know you have to have to scavenge for it. Right. Like, I don't. But by the time I was, I don't know. Like I would say like five hours into the game. I was maxed out on resources. Uh, I never maxed out on ammo until about mid-game, or not about early. About about I don't know. It was it was right after. I don't want to spoil anything. Damn it! It's so hard not to say where. I'm gonna tell you um, the the one place where I actually blew through a bunch of ammo, and that was when I fought the bloater for the first time. Yeah, because they don't really tell you how you're supposed to handle him. They oh, just yeah. say, here he is, here's a bunch of shit on him, just well, try to figure it out. I'm going to tell everybody, set his ass on fire, and then shoot everything you have at him. Well, <laughs> honest, you can, what you can do is you can take a rifle, and if you hit the red little uh, things on him, that will kill him. However, if you set him on fire, it is a lot fucking easier. They, I don't think I had a rifle at the point where I was fighting him the first time. After I fought him the first time, I did not fight any other bloaters after that. I snuck past Did you him. not have a rifle? I don't think for the first time you fight him, you definitely have a shotgun. Uh-huh. You, have at you least definitely one have a pistol. magnum. Yeah, you, you, have, you have a shotgun, you have at least one pistol. Um, Yeah, and I, I had some mollies. Oh, okay. Well, I think mollies are, obvious, are the best way to handle it, obviously, but... If you don't have any mollies, your only option then is to shoot the red things on its body. And it's really hard to do that because he's an insta-kill. He's a one-touch insta-kill. Oh, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, Well, he's just like a clicker. Um, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, he, like, he, I, I burned all of my ammo pretty much when I fought him the first time. Yeah. And after that, I didn't fight anymore because you, you can run past him as long as you don't touch them. Like, I... Uh, like the part in the like, well, like the part in the basement where you have to turn on the generator and they start coming uh, out. I won't lie, that scared the shit. I mean, I just ran like hell out of that building. Yeah, yeah. That I actually, ran. That I was ran the, the only scary part of the game. There. That was the only and, scary part in the game. And actually, that you know the, the 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 infected down there, they were stalkers. They weren't regular infected. Yeah, but the bloaters is what got me because I couldn't see because they kept throwing shit and it made it really hard to see. And I'd get grabbed by a stalker into the dust. Yeah. So I had to knock them away and then just bolt for the fucking door. But my thing was they never told me anything. I, I, well, actually, I picked up one of the letters. Like uh, one of the one of the things you could pick up in the game talks about stalkers, right? But they never explain what a stalker is. So, yeah, like, cause do do you know what like the definitive difference is between the stalkers and the uh, and the regular infected and the runners? No, the, dif- the difference is that stalkers don't make noise. So if um, you, if you if you try to hear them, you, you they can't. won't. You can't unless unless they are moving. If they are moving, you can um you'll see I'll them. See. But if they're I not never, moving, you can't. I never noticed it, but then again, now I think about it. When I did try to do the super hearing. 
And then I was like, where the fuck did this thing come from? All right, I guess that makes sense now. Yeah, like, they, basically the stalkers will they'll creep up on you and follow you and try to get the jump on you. Oh. But they don't tell... They, I, I thought the game was fucking broken. <laughs> I, so I, thought, I thought the game was broke. And then I realized that's what stalkers are. That's why they're different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that part, like, the part, the only scary part in that game was the basement. And, you know, basically, like, I turned that corner, and the first time I turned the corner, the bloater was there. I'm like, okay. And then the second time, I, like, you know, just ran around them and put the key card in and got the fuck out of there. Did you get the key card first, or did you get the generator first? I got the key card first. I didn't touch okay. the generator. That's the thing. Like, it would be, like, I can't imagine getting the generator and then going for the key card. Yeah, that would, like, that's what I did, too. I didn't notice the generator was even a thing until after I got the key card. Me, too. That's the thing. Like, I can't imagine, like, if you pull that, if you pull that generator before you get the key card, you're fucked. You, you, yeah, I don't know how anyone gets out of that situation. Then again, I had a problem at a later part. Damn it, I can't talk about it. It would really spoil the game. Uh-huh. Fuck. Um, we'll talk about it after the podcast at some yeah, point. That's um, but there's this one section that just really just pissed me off because of the predicament it put me in. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get past this. Really? And, yeah, like, because of what I did in the situation, I the game put me in because of what I did at a certain point in the map and the auto save, it turned me on. I was like, how do I, how yeah, am I going to yeah. do this? Cause it, I died. I literally died probably about 15 times trying to get out of the situation. Really? And it really felt like luck because of the situation I got put in. Hmm. So I don't know. I'll, I'll talk to you about it after because I don't want to spoil the game, but the last of us is really good. I just have, minor like like that like this like that like i talked about like them putting me in that really stupid situation that i felt was like complete luck for me to get out of and if i got out of it i felt like i was if i didn't do everything perfectly i was fucked um it had its scary moments for me because i'm fucking easily scared like i will admit that's why i don't really play a lot of survival horror i freak out way too fucking easy uh i thought the music was great in that game though the score was amazing um, but I don't think it's perfect. There was a lot of times where like my commands would come out and it'd be like, open the door instead of grab the whatever. Like, like I told you that happened yeah. to me more than one time. That happened to me a lot of times actually. Um, but it wasn't always a door. It'd be some other action that he'd do. I did think that the idea of the cover system they use, how they implemented it was good. Cause I wasn't just fucking hitting B and then to leave i like that um but god damn that ai kept getting in my fucking way they said it was gonna be smart and it was like you're still in my way you're still in my way get the fuck out of my way well how did you like the fact that enemies can't see the ai okay here is the problem i don't have a problem with it for two reasons one they'll either i either have to it either breaks immersion by doing that and it did so whatever. Or two, you get caught all the fucking time because the enemy AI is going to get caught. Oh, yeah. That's what was happening at PAX. I complained mm-hmm. about it at PAX big time. Well, that's what I'm telling you. You, 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 can't, you're, you, can't, do, you can't have both. You're either going to have an AI that reveals your ass all the time and you get pissed off about it, or you're, gonna, or you're just going to have to deal with the AI being invisible to the enemy. No, I and think- honestly, I will take the invisible to the enemy over the AI getting me caught all the time because then I don't feel like – the game is cheating me. I feel like if I get caught, okay, I actually fucked up. It was my fault. 
Well, no, I I think they could have fixed it. Like, you know, we're we're talking about a AAA title here. A lot of money's going into it. If they had like a tail style AI system where the AI did everything you did, but was smart enough to know like, well, if he's on the edge of this, you know, structure, I can't cross over there yet. Yeah, yeah I, but there were sometimes they had to tell the AI go and take care of this other person. That's you're gonna do a double takedown in a sense. Yeah, I wish there was I more. I wish there would have been more of that actually, or you could have set stuff up like that. But you know what? The other thing they could, which actually, um, remember Resident Evil Four, how you can just be like, go fucking sit in a bench or something. Yeah. Like, I'm glad they didn't do that because. Well, the, actually, I wish they would have like you know some type of like Ghost Recon style. Go here, go there. Like you know that would have been. Yeah. That would I think that would have been great. I think in the later part of the game that would have been better, and for reasons I can't say because it would spoil. Um, yeah. But that's, that's not really AI though. That's just giving you explicit control over the other character. Well, what they could do is see. That's what I'm always worried about is that the character would think to do something and then reveal us. Like if I accidentally forgot, like they were on aggressive mode or something, and then they go at them, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Well, then, then that's your fault. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I but don't. Then know that's if like they... something else for me to keep up with at the top of like dealing with stealthing, hearing, making sure my resources are okay, crafting shit in time, and all the other shit that you've got to like manage. Well, but so I you guess... shouldn't be doing that all the all the same time. You should be crafting in safe places. <laughs> I mean, know? I did do that, but there are instances where like, if I use a Maltov and then I'm out of Maltovs and then like, Oh, I have shit for the Maltov. Let me just craft this real quick. Yeah, so I can throw it at the fucking bloater. Well, maybe you should do that. Then. Mm. Uh, I, I so, like the game wasn't difficult. Like I didn't run, I, I, I didn't run into a lot of trouble with it. I don't at, at all. Like, like, there there were some parts that, where I died several times, but only because I realized I was doing it wrong. And once I found the right way to go, it would, you know, I can, I could, yeah, it would be fine yeah. for me. I mean, there was a little trial and error involved. I think I don't know how people, if they played on survivor mode, can tolerate can are, are doing that because I think it's one touch. If you're if you dead, you start the entire chapter over. Oh really? Oh. I think that's survivor mode. Oh, I know they have a new game plus too, but I think all that means is that you keep you keep you all can, your shit. Well, you, you can keep what you can craft, but I think you still have to collect the weapons over. Probably. Well, I started a new one, and I only have like a pistol. Is it still I upgraded? Think. But yeah, everything I keep all my upgrades. Okay, you probably will have to find it as you go then. Because so, yeah, I mean, to be honest, that'd be fair because if they gave you the ending weapon, you could probably just blaze through it. The opening pretty the ending easily. Weapon. The final weapon you get. I'm trying to think. What is the? Uh, you mean like the? Oh, the um. The, well, yeah, yeah. If they give you that, yeah, that's true. That is true. Everybody be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. I mean, you could just fuck everything. That's Isn't true. that one of the fun things about the new game plus though? Is that you you should be able to do that. Sometimes, but like for Some, example, in Mark the last, in Mark of the, the Ninja, last of us. Mark of the Ninja. New game plus basically means now you can use your tools to really play like a ninja. <laughs> you know, now you can actually go through a level, uh, you know, without without um being detected and without killing anybody except your last target. Because without new game plus on Mark of Ninja, it's almost impossible to do that. So, um, I uh, you're done, Mikey? Because you didn't play anything else? Like, uh, Project X Zone that I just picked up yesterday, and it's like. On crack. I don't even know how to explain it. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> the story. The story doesn't make any sense. It's like here's a bunch of Z- Sega, Capcom, and Namco Bandai characters. Here's a Final Fantasy Tactics or like a fi- like a top down RPG tactics game, and here is some fighting game elements. Go. <laughs> that's that's it. Like I I it's it makes no goddamn sense. It should be a really shitty game, and yet it's got me addicted. Right. Because I I. Yeah, yeah, and that's all. <laughs> that's it. I, I that's all I got. I just, th- that's it. GGS. Yeah, I, I just I knew it was coming out, and I totally forgot about it. And then I, I want to pick up that again, Muramasa so. remake they did for the Vita. Yeah, they remade Muramasa for the Wii Demon, the Muramasa Demon Blade for the Wii, and put it on Vita. And I, now I really want to play it because it's on Vita. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, actually, I don't even know what that is, to be honest with you. Oh, dude, check it out. It's gorgeous. It's a fucking pretty game. Uh, I'll check it out. Um, I've actually been so busy that I have only had a chance to play one game. What? I know, and it's only because I, ha- I, I it's almost like I've been like forced to play it because I have to write a review for it. And it's a, it's a game called uh, Mag Runner Dark Pulse. Have you seen like the the stuff for that game? It like it, it it drew me in because it looks like Portal. Like this, it kind of looks like Portal, but it's not Portal. Instead of having Portal gun, you have you can control polarity basically on different objects. So it's magnets, um, and you use the magnets to you know pretty much overcome you know whatever type of puzzles you have. If you need to get up to a certain place, uh, you know you might want to you know put one box on top of another box, make one box one polarity, hop on the top, make the other box next polarity, and go up. You know stuff like that. Um, Naturally, I can't explain every single port, you know, um, puzzle scenario to you, but you know, just like you can't do it in Portal. But there's a lot of puzzles, and it's funny because when we got like a couple days, a day or two after we got the game for review, uh, the PR company sent us these videos because apparently reviewers were having trouble figuring out the puzzles. Hmm. And I feel very superior now because I didn't have to use any of those videos. So, wow. like, don't get me wrong. Like some of the puzzles, like were challenging, but that's the thing. Like you have to really some of these puzzles, you really need to think outside of the box. Like the difference, like one of the biggest differences between this game and Portal is that Portal's solutions to their problems were all nice and neat. You mm. know, they're challenging, but nice and neat. This one, not so much. Like <laughs> there are some, like some, there were some solutions that I came up with that I don't even know if it was the real solution. I but just know I got it to work. <laughs> that's the thing like there was this one right um where you have a big cube and the big cubes you can hit you can hit the sides you can change the, the polarity of the sides and it'll move the sides will move away from each other they'll come into each other then underneath the big cube like a whole like you know i'd say about 50 feet down from the big cube was a small cube i had and the only thing the small cube sat on a platform a really small platform I was nowhere near the platform. I had to get that small cube to where I was, okay, so I can grab this cube. And so I knew the part where I had to make the, the small cube go to the bottom of the big cube, but how do I get it to the, the side where I can actually reach it? And basically I ended up having to change the polarity of the sides in a certain way so that it pushes the small cube off into the air, and then the platform, I had to send a platform forward and make the platform the right polarity at the right time so it grabs the it grabs it and then connects it and then take me across to where I need to be. And I it took me forever to figure it out. One because like 
I was failing at it, so I didn't think it might be possible, but then I kept trying other solutions and it just wasn't working. The other solutions were not working. So uh, I went back to that when I finally got it. But there are a lot of puzzles like that, where it's like, am I just not successful at completing this puzzle? Or is, you know, is there a different solution? You know? Um, There's actually some puzzles that I, I didn't solve. I just found a way to cheat and get around the damn puzzle. Like there was a um there was this one I remember specifically. There was so much I'm looking at all the different buttons I have to hit in this room. And I'm like, solving this puzzle will probably take ten minutes alone just to do all the shit I need to do just to get this last platform to move. And the exit was actually below um it was below the last platform pretty far. So I looked down and I jumped. And I missed, I died. I'm like, okay, can I do something else? And so basically I jumped again and I managed to get onto this ledge and I hopped onto another ledge and I hopped onto another ledge and bam, there it was at the exit door. It's like, fuck this puzzle, I'm out of here. <laughs> because I was getting kind of frustrated at the time. Um, another big difference is like, you know, with a, a, a portal was like, you know, it, it was a big comical game. It was a lot of great dialogue. Uh, this game doesn't have great dialogue. Also, it's not comical at all. It's actually a horror theme. It's supposed to be like mm. a, a horror-themed puzzle game, which I don't think those two really work together. You know, with, puzzle, with Portal, you kind of want to solve the puzzle so that you can get to the next piece of narrative, you know? And you want to keep going. Uh, plus, the puzzles are, are, are fun to do, and the music's not too bad. With this one, like, it's a horror theme, so, like, the, the fucking, like, um, the, the, the environment's really fucking depressing. You know, there's blood and shit and people writing shit on walls. You know, the music is annoying and it's not really conducive to solving puzzles because it's supposed to be scaring you. You know, like you'll hear a monster in the background or you'll hear like a scream or, you know, something like that. And I'm not really feeling that, you know. I'm almost like I'm pretty much beat it at this point. So I just I think I'm going to get to the end. I want to know if there's going to be a boss fight because, um... The thing is, I've only encountered like I, I've seen enemies. Like you'll see things, see things pop out, and you'll see something in the water. And you know, if you jump into this water, you'll die. Um, and, and the funny thing is, if you jump into the water, your screen just turns red. You don't actually see the thing coming to get you, which I thought was kind of anti-horror game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like there's this one where this thing, like you know, you open this door, and this thing walks out, and it chases you. And you have to, like, you know, trick it into this, and, and into you have to trick it in a certain way so that you can kill it. That was the closest thing to an encounter I've had, you know. So, I don't know. It's, it's a decent game. It's not polished. Uh, not, nowhere near Portal. Like, you know, it it feels like Portal's user generated levels, like that mm. level of difficulty where people yeah. have the game, have beaten the game, and know it so well that they can now make better levels. Or more difficult levels than developer, because developer wants you to beat the game. That's what it feels like with Portal. They want you to progress. They want you to beat the game. Whereas with this game, they really don't give a fuck if you get past certain puzzles. <laughs> it really feels like that. So yeah, it, it's it's interesting, and uh, the review for it will be up sometime soon. But yeah, that's all I played. Nothing else. Next game on my list: Pro Cycling Manager 2013, and I'm not bullshitting that. We got a review code for that. And I think I'm going to stream it That's this real? weekend. That's real. I think I'm sh- it, are, Pro Cycling you, Manager? 
Yeah, it's not even pro cycling. It's pro cycling manager 2013. So you're just telling people which bikes to ride and where. You have to run the whole organization. You got to be the boss, man. And I'm curious. Like I was, I was like, when I saw that it was coming out, I was like, you know what? Let's see if we can get this game because I've never played any of them, and I want to see what's the appeal. What's it like? You know, I like managing stuff. Like I played Endless Space. That's a good game. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm managing an empire there. I'll manage a bike empire here on Earth. <laughs> you know, I'll admit I'm, I'm looking forward to your, your, uh, your comments next week. Then. Yeah, like I said, if I get a chance, I'm going to stream it this weekend. <laughs> so that'd be interesting. Okay, so let's uh, move into our news topics. First things first. Let's let's bash Microsoft. Some more. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about uh, some more Xbox One stuff. This week, even though uh, you know Microsoft in the podcast that didn't come out last week, we did talk about Microsoft backing down on a few policies. Uh, this week, we found out that Microsoft is not. Uh, it was not including a headset with the Xbox One. Basically, they figured you can just use your Kinect for that, and that's that's a really bad idea. But Nick, you had you had some other thoughts on it. Well, I ca- I came across this piece of news through an article that Ben Kuchera wrote on the Penny Arcade Report, um, and his main his main gripes with it were that the the headset is is used. Uh, predominantly, or at least, or I shouldn't say predominantly, but one of the one of the biggest assets for for having the uh, the headset is that it's great if you play with with small children around, um, because as we all know, Xbox Live, um, really any online environment uh, can be terrible for small children, um, especially in you know some of the games that you might play on there. The the uh, the phrasing that people might use is not exactly erudite, and so. Are you, you know, saying the he, words that come out of people's mouths is not clean? Exactly. Really? Exactly saying yes. Exactly. Oh you know, my god! The internet. Smash. Exactly. <laughs> no, and so and so he, he so he I guess he's just a little bit upset that the default packaging doesn't include the headset, so that he now if he wants to play around his kids, he has to go out and buy it. You know, put out for the headset himself, and of course, you know, Microsoft has made. You know, been kind enough to point out that all the Xbox 360 headsets uh, will not be forwards compatible, so that you know you're you know you're going to have to get a new headset for the the for the Xbox One, and you know and so, and so as someone with small children, he's a little bit disappointed that they're not including that in there, um, and then his other and then he makes the point too that uh, you know for the amount for the cost. Of, of putting putting a headset in there, you know, you're already paying a hundred dollars more than you are for the PS4. So, you know, surely they, you know, in that hundred dollars, they could have slipped in the cost of a headset, and it wouldn't have been a big deal. But I, I kind of see Microsoft's point is that as far as enabling video, you know, enabling voice chat over the system, you have the Connect, and so for them to be sort of double packaging that in, it's not required. I'm surprised that they even included the headset for the 360. Um, you know, as someone who's been a, a staunch PlayStation and even you know a Nintendo, uh, you know, console owner, never never having had a, an you know a, an Xbox of any kind, I've never actually had a packaged in headset before. So to me, this is you know this is not to, to, from my perspective, this is not something that we should be taking for granted, and and this isn't something that we should be expecting. It's it's you know I've I've you know admittedly I don't have small children, 
And so, you know, the few times that I've played an online game like that, I've had no problems in the solitude of my living quarters having that the, those that verbiage uh, coming out of my speakers. Uh, it is, you know, it is what it is. It's, you know, it's, I think it's one of those things, though, that, you know, and, and he, he does say, too, that, uh, you know, it, it, uh, the people who are hard, hard of hearing, um, for them, the connect doesn't work as well as the headset because the headset's right in your ears, the connect, it's over the speakers. So I'll, I'll give him that point. Um, but just to say like, well, you know, for, for, for people with small children, and I'm sure there are other situations where, you know, your life choices have dictated that it's better for you to use a headset than it is to use the connect. Um, I'm sure that there are situations where that, that, that may work, but I don't see why you should be demanding Microsoft package that back in. Um, I was disappointed when consoles went from having two controllers packed in to one. I felt like multiplayer games, you know, back in the day were fun when you could play with somebody next to you. Now, now you have to go out and buy an extra controller if you want to do that. Um, but I'm not writing, you know, a, a hundred you know, or a thousand word missive complaining about that. Um, you know, it, 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 it kind of is what it is. You, you know, everybody's made their own life decisions as far as regarding what, where, you know, where they're setting up their console and how they have to play. And, you know, does it suck that you have to go out and buy another headset? Yeah. But I don't see why we should be expecting Microsoft to have to cater to that. I can tell you why. Um, Xbox Live, especially Xbox Live Gold, is very multiplayer-centric. Microsoft started sending headsets back when they first started deploying Xbox Live. So back on the original Xbox, of course, it didn't come packaged with a headset. But if you bought Xbox Live, part of the kit was the headset. Um which, by the way, was much nicer than the ones they packed in with the 360. But anyway, in the 360, like Microsoft's big push was Xbox Live Gold, play with your friends, and by all means, for the consoles, out of the consoles, Xbox Live is a it has a better community. I'm sorry, I, I love the PlayStation 3, but in terms of like online multiplayer community, um, the the Xbox is just more multiplayer and community centric, and that's part of the that's part of the big deal. Um, with the headset for for Xbox Live, uh, Sony, you know, multi. They of course the PS3 can do multiplayer, but even with the PS2, the PS3 multiplayer was it. it was, they were not multiplayer centric. Even the PS4, they're probably not going to be multiplayer centric. That's still something that Microsoft is a, it wants to do, and you could tell that you know by them, you know. Building up their infrastructure, they just invested seven hundred, was it seven hundred or eight hundred million dollars, uh, in you know uh, a data farm, pretty much in Iowa or something like that. Uh, so you know that's the thing. So if you're gonna be multiplayer centric and you want your players to be multiplayer centric, because they you need them to have a reason for getting Xbox Live Gold. You know you need them to have a reason. That's why you pack in that headset because you want them playing multiplayer. They can go ahead. I just want to say you're getting the functionality of the headset through the Connect. But you're not really getting the functionality of the headset through the Connect. Sure, it's a microphone. But you know what? I could be doing this podcast talking into an open microphone just as well. It wouldn't sound as great. Yeah, that- but you, you you didn't buy the like podcasting kit that came with the Connect. No, you, you you went out and you said this is this is a choice I'm going to make, which is to you know share my thoughts with the world, and I need a top of the line Sennheiser headset, and so you got what that. Gets- so here's what gets me about Microsoft, though, is that th- is does the device have Bluetooth at all? I think it. No, 
It doesn't. I don't think it uses Bluetooth. Okay, so here's what pisses... This is what gets me about Microsoft. Yeah, they don't include a headset, but the fact that their device is also not Bluetooth-enabled... So even if I have a Bluetooth headset, or you know what? Another thing: Why can't I just plug in a USB headset? Why? Like, why do I have to buy your special brand? Oh, because it's Microsoft. That's why. <laughs> I, I get that, but like Sony, we'll like together, I just Mikey. have to use a Bluetooth headset. Like I can use any Bluetooth headset, and it will work. Oh yeah, I I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, but I mean, I see what you're saying, Nick. Like you know, but. The, so if you want your console to be more multiplayer centric, like there is no doubt about it, using a Connect, if you can, if you even have room to put the Connect in there <laughs> in the first place, okay, if you have room for the for the for that large ass Connect that they got, um, you know that still like, it, it fucks up communications. Like we know what I do when I'm playing Counter Strike and I hear and I hear background noise in somebody's microphone. I the T came until they leave or I mute them, whatever I feel like doing that day. Plus, not only that, you're having to like. I'm pretty sure you can't like talk softly into the connect from a far away place. Right. So you're asking me to probably like not maybe yell, but to really raise the volume of my voice to reach the connect, so that way someone else could hear me. Yeah. And on top of that, if the connect is near the TV, trying to be a microphone, do you want to know how much double sound it's gonna get from fucking not only me, but from the game that I'm playing that's being right next to the yep. TV that I probably have cranked up. Not to mention when somebody's mom comes in the room like Jeffrey, I thought I told you to clean this pigsty up. <laughs> yeah, but that's always hilarious. You know, I don't want to hear. I'm, I'm, you know, hear your fucking mom. It's funny unless I'm the last person you know in my on my team alive. And Jeff's mom comes in the room, starts yelling, and now I die because of that shit. I think that's fuck you, Mrs. Myers. Fuck you. You know, yeah, you don't want that happening. Uh, no, but I'm 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 not going to defend the quality of the Connect as compared to a headset. But I what I'm I guess what I'm saying is that Microsoft is still pack- packaging the base functionality. All they're looking for is you to be able to send and receive communications, and regardless of the actual quality of that, if you want a a more private experience that that's you know restricted from your environment if you want you know if you want that and you're, you're only and i guess your only your only complaint is lifestyle choice you know as, as as much as say having a small kid is a lifestyle choice but i feel like then then to a degree like you don't have room to you don't have room to complain about that that you know they've they've given you what they consider to be the base functionality and if you want to improve that, it's at your discretion, but you will have to... If you wanted to give me the base functionality, it'd be don't give me the connect that's not even fucking required the system. Thank you. For $500... You want to talk base functionality? For $500, there. do not... Nothing should be base functionality. Nothing. <laughs> for $500 fucking dollars. They should send a goddamn microphone. You know, a headset for... You know. And, mm-hmm. and the old headsets aren't compatible with it. Why no, not? Neither will arcade sticks, which is really going to piss those, off. Yeah, those, <laughs> those decisions I can't defend. Because there's, well, PlayStation, I think PlayStation 4, like, I can't use any of the old peripherals either. Uh, yeah, you can't. But that's because you're going from, you know, that... that that's a total... It's a totally yeah, different... Yeah, that's cell processor to yada yada. I, I yeah. get that. But it well, just kind of fucking sucks because I just dropped money on an arcade stick. And we're now we're gonna, in all the... PlayStation 3 peripherals USB, though? The PS3 ones, yeah. Yeah, but the problem is that it's dealing with a whole different kind of process. Wait, would that really? 
Well, the control, like, actually, you know, the PS3... Actually, no, they could build it in if they wanted, to be honest with you. I have no... I probably It probably would cost more, though, for them to do something like that. They probably don't want to drive the cost up. Or not. They use an x86. They just make emulation software. I'm pretty sure Sony will do it for them. Put it yeah, online. especially since it's using BSD. <laughs> That's the <laughs> PS4 is based did, off of did, BSD. Did you notice that the, uh, the operating system is called the Orbis OS? Really? Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Hmm. Maybe that's why. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I I am not, I'm not, right now, Xbox One is not, and is not, I'm, I, I can't get one because I can't fucking use it. But, um, you know, it, maybe if they drop the, drop the Kinect out of it and you got a 499 one without the Kinect, yeah, maybe I could. But, like, and the thing is, like, without a headset, I can't even, I'm not even going to lie and tell you it's important to me because I don't play Xbox Live. Um, only if I'm reviewing a game and I'm I'm not talking to people. But for people who you, I know people who use it all the time. Like they use it to communicate with their friends, and the Connect is just not going to cut it. Would you use all the voice-enabled features that the Connect is supposed to allow you to do? If instead of having to have the Connect attached, you just had to plug in a headset, and you know maybe you're not using Xbox on, for example, because I don't I doubt you're putting your headset on no. first, but. Would you use any of the other features? No, or? I wouldn't, because SOCOM was actually, uh, back in the day, SOCOM had voice-enabled commands with the PS2 headset, and it it wasn't that I couldn't ex- understand the commands. It was that it was faster for me to flip through the options on my controller than to tell it what to do. That's you know? crazy how good the controls must have been then, to fucking be able to flip through them to tell it what to do, or yeah. the voice was bad. I could do a boom-bang breach on my controller, before I say boom bang breach, that's insane. Was it? But would it? Was it? But was the voice bad? Like, did it? Would no, it be able? To... It picked it up. It picked it up very well. Well, that's awesome for them for making a control scheme that's better than voice commands. Yeah. So that's, that, yeah. that's because they weren't reliant on the voice commands. Yeah. It was just something cool to do. Didn't they? Didn't Tom Clancy do like a, try to do a real time strategy a voice command console game or something? Uh well he had um end 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 something what was it end game or something end, I don't fuck and whatever end war or something like that yeah and I, and I think it had voice commands in it I didn't play that one I didn't either but I just throwing it out there for voice commands yeah so yeah I'm well I'm I'm not with Kuchera I should say um but I do I I do see the problem with not sending the Xbox with a headset. The PS4 is different because it's not so the online, that aspect of online, the online communication has never been a huge deal for them, but for the Xbox it is. But isn't that, but I almost feel like that's something that they're kind of going towards. I mean, they've got the share button now in the middle of the console, middle of the controller. So isn't that sort of the direction that they're trying to go in as far as building up that community? See, but I mean, it does a different function, but at least as far as building up those online relationships and kind of, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to get this because all my friends are in this and they're all doing the same thing. If you're going to share on PS4, that, see, if you're going to like cast your games on PS4, that will be what the camera's for. Because you're going to want to broadcast yourself. You want to broadcast your voice at that point. The the headset is for more concise communication. You know, for example, if you're going to share a game, you don't have to share a game at 2 o'clock in the morning, especially if it's gonna if you're going to, like, you know, stream it. But you could be playing a game where you need to communicate at 2 o'clock in the morning, and now you have to be loud because you have to say stuff in the connect. You know, so I don't know. That's why I'm. I I don't think so. 
I, I, they, you know what? They'd be better off removing the connect and putting a fucking headset in there. Drop <laughs> the price by a hundred dollars. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. And well, for me, like not only do you have to drop the price by a hundred dollars, you have to drop the connect. I well, if don't you drop have the connect, that, that that's a hundred dollars gone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Who's like I connect? don't, I don't have room for that shit. I mean, Sony dropped the camera off its thing. Like yep, you don't get did. the camera, and I think that's where the hundred dollars drop came from. It is. It is. So thankfully, that's why they enjoy doing their conference at night. <laughs> there, there actually was an article that uh, we're, we're not going to talk about, but it did basically say like Sony watched everything that Microsoft did and then planned what they were going to say. Yeah, like you not know. that it wasn't obvious, but yeah, that's exactly what they did. Uh, yeah, so I wonder, like, but for Sony, and I'm not going to get deep into. It, I just wonder because they like packages and bundles. You know, even with the original PS3, there was the five, there was the four ninety nine and the five ninety nine. But they talked, you know, they they pushed the five ninety nine. Of course, that's a complete experience. I wonder if they had a four ninety nine PS three and a three ninety nine PS three, and said, and they were gonna push, you know, the four ninety nine one as a complete experience. But when they saw how people reacted to it, they were like, oh, nobody, no, thank you. You know, it's possible. I mean, the thing is, both Microsoft and Sony are being really flexible with their policies right now, trying to please anybody. They're being so flexible; they're almost the fucking same. Yeah. Well, honestly, at this point, it's getting close. Like, I'll be honest with you, the Xbox is starting to look more viable now than what it did at first. But I'm just, the only reason I, I'm considering even now getting an Xbox is because of Killer Instinct. Yeah, they have no killer apps for me. They have nothing that I want to play. Killer Instinct is literally like on both sides of the fence, PS4 and Xbox One. It is the only launch title that I'm like excited for. That's yeah, it. Exclusive launch titles. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Oh. Well, let's let's move on to our next topic. Let's talk about the Oya. Uh actually the, the name of this article is Dark Truth about Oya Debut. And I'm I thought it was Ouya. Like, I thought it was Oya. Ouya, I don't know, Nick. What do you <laughs> want to call it? Whatever it is, it's here. Yeah, it's here. And it actually sold out very quickly at GameStop and uh amazon i'm very surprised people aren't making a huge deal out of this i'm very happy they're not because i i totally expect expected to sell out because you know why it costs a hundred dollars i was gonna buy one if i could find one it's a hundred bucks fuck it i'll i'll get one you know uh so yeah that's that's the thing it's you know people aren't making a big deal out of it and i was happy about that but basically the 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 dark truth about it is the fact that um, a lot of the, I'm not saying, yeah, actually no, a lot of Kickstarter backers have gotten shafted uh, because they did not receive, you know, uh, you know, a part of the the reward for for funding was to uh, was that you got your own, or you got one before re- it hit retail. That was supposed to be one of the big uh, the big prizes, uh, or you know, one of the bigger things about funding the Oya. And there are a lot of people who kickstarted the Oya that don't have one. And they're pissed because now it's not on retail and people who did not fund it have one while they're still waiting for theirs. And the CEO of uh, Oya, uh, she says she's pissed because it's a, you know, it was a problem with one of the vendors and she's pissed that people aren't, don't have their stuff. And I'm just like, eh, maybe you should have worked a little harder on that. You know, making sure that fulfillment came through. My understanding is it's not it's not everybody. There are a lot, there are a large number of people that did 
pre-order the Ouya effectively. One is too much, see. Nick. One is well, too I'll much. You, I'll, I'll give you that. I will give you that. One is too much. I was joking, um, but yeah, I actually, it's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also, too, my understanding is a lot of international backers. Um, not that that really makes a difference. I don't know what the Ouya's release worldwide was, but it seems it's uh, my understanding is there's a lot of people like in Europe that aren't getting their Ouya. Um, and I can see how that's disappointing, especially you, you outlaid it. But I, I, I guess you almost have to think about it like if you didn't make that outlay, then nobody would have a new yacht right now. So, you know, it, it's, you know, you'll get yours soon enough. But no, it, it's, it is, no, it is a terrible situation. And I think it's one of those things too where, I mean, the, the speed with which they did this, I mean, what was it? They didn't even, a year ago, was this even announced? When, when the Kickstarter was what? Like, Late, like, yeah. or later this year. What? So I mean, the fact that they got this out as quickly as they did—if um, that's really the, their worst offense—is that some of the pre-orders didn't get there in time. I mean, that's still See, kind I, of impressive. I don't know if you, if if we're looking at this, or if you're looking at this from the way I see it. The simple fact that they had enough to send to retail—why didn't they send those to the people who had uh, funded? My see, my my understanding is that those. Those Ouyas exist and are out there, and there's just some sort of miscommunication with the shipping. It's not that they haven't sent them to them. It's that they're somewhere in transit. I don't think the manufacturer was actually sending the Ouyas directly to who they were supposed to go to. Typically, no. you, you, know, you, you, get, you ship it to a distribution center, um, and she's saying the problem was with China... And you know, I got you know the manufacturing of the devices, and then going from there. But that's yeah. The, yeah. It's the fact that you know they had enough to go to retail, and they're sold out at retail. Those those ones should have gone to the people who funded the project first, well, and well, they, it, it's their responsibility to make sure. Well, let's assume for a minute. Let's assume for a minute that she that they knew this problem was coming. That they didn't have enough manufactured for whatever reason and they had to decide like do we push the launch date back they already pushed it back it was supposed to launch on the 4th of june and uh, instead it launched this week um so i mean uh, it, it, it may be a shrewd business maneuver and it is kind of you know cutting off some of your your biggest supporters and, and the most important early adopters but at the very i mean at the very least now it's out in in public it's getting field tested it's getting uh generally you know decent reviews um, I don't think it's I don't think it's blowing anybody's minds away, but I think everybody, it's kind of proving to be what was expected and at least what was advertised. So you know that's to their credit. But I, I think you know I think if if push comes to shove, if you have to decide like do we support these early you know and it's not it's not like it's the entire uh, you know pre order base, but if you I think if, I think if you have to decide like do we support you know this these people here who pre ordered and are you know and are expecting their console or do we make our retail deadline and start getting out in, in, in the hands especially after letting it slip once i think you have to choose the retail deadline yeah i mean i from a business perspective yes i totally agree with you i'm just talking about from a you know moral perspective oh yeah uh, and to be honest with you, if they want to go kickstart another another device i don't think this is going to hurt them at all but no. it just makes them bad people yeah <laughs> That's no, all. No. That, that, yeah, that's the thing here. There are no ramifications, so I can't even sit here and tell you like what the moral ramifications oh, 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 of this if, is going to be. But if, 
if you want to talk about what makes them bad people, it's that the, almost like the, the whole key underpinning to their business model is that it's an open console. And the whole premise is basically like you can, you know, we're going to look the other way if you download emulators and start playing ROMs on here. And so, uh, you know, all that $99 that's going to them, that's, you know, you know, fundamentally, I mean, I mean, we, we, we kind of compared this to the Dreamcast as far as like being a system that's going to have rampant piracy. But one of the reasons that the Dreamcast died is because Sega wasn't just the console maker, but they were also the video game maker. Right. And so they like that piracy actually hurt them. They, they, they're making the Ouya and that's it. They're not pushing any games out. They have no, they have no stake in that market. And so to them, the ROMs, that's just a reason for people to buy the console. That works to their favor. So there, that's, that is one instance where they are profiting off the effort of others for no, with no real, you know, they're not giving back to anything. They're not kicking any, you know, like, oh, hey, we're going to have people playing Mario on here. Let's kick some money to Nintendo. They're not doing any of that. So, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, fundamentally, I shouldn't say that I'm, I'm, I'm happy with any of this or I'm, I'm defending them, but I think I'm just trying to rationalize it. Yeah, I think you are. <laughs> what? No, no, but I, um, I don't know. I mean, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to hurt them at all. Like the next batch of Wii's that go out to retail, they're going to sell out. Like people aren't going to be like, I'm not going to buy that because you know, they didn't even support the backers. Probably people were like, oh, you're a backer? Ha, I have a Ouya, you don't. You know, and you gave money, for, in some cases, a lot of money yeah. uh, for this. So, fuck. <laughs> you know, it, su- it sucks for them, but that's just the way it is. Um, it's bad press, but I don't think it's bad press in the, in the aspect that it's actually going to hurt them. You know, it's not like they're Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> you know. God damn it's true, man. It's we just true. we're just not gonna get off this Microsoft cake. No, we, we they we, we, they they are gonna have the, like they have the shittiest PR year. <laughs> they they've had the, the shittiest PR year. Is is it shitty yeah. enough that they might actually uh, undercut EA for worst company next year? Uh, I don't know. It depends if Mirror's hard. Edge comes out soon enough or not. Yeah, that's that's kind of <laughs> hard. And on top of that, it depends if Mirror's Edge is actually good. When I heard reboot on Mirror's Edge, I was just like, uh, why? I was okay with it how, because the storyline sucked. How do you re- – actually, I didn't mind the storyline. I didn't mind really? the storyline. Really? Because the way it ended was really just shitty. Uh, I'll give you that. But I, I didn't necessarily <laughs> – mind- I didn't buy the storyline. They could pick that up, you know. They say they could pick up the shitty ending and then do something with it. But yeah, I mean, they could do like some co-op shit with Faith and the sister and all that shit, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I, how do you reboot a series that only has one game? When it was that, when they realized, like, I think when they mean reboot, they mean like, are they? It's, wait, it's are not they a reboot. It's, the story. It's a complete. It's a remake. Like they're not rebooting it. Like you reboot a series. Like you know, re- uh, saying this is a reboot is like saying you know, well, it's not what, a remake. Zel- each of the is a reboot. You yeah, know but, they're not, but they're not remaking the game either. Cause it's not just copying the same levels. They're they're doing a prequel. Like this is like the faith starting. You know. Well, then it could I be understand. a prequel. Then it could be a prequel and not a well, reboot. Well, I think they're also calling it a reboot because it's. Like the rumors of open world and all that shit, that might be true. And in that case, it will play completely differently than how the original Mirror's Edge was. Well, yeah, but Assassin's Creed Two played very differently from Assassin's Creed yeah, One. Yeah, okay, but that, but I mean, that's 
in the same instance, like it's an open world, still about the same story, still everything's kind of consistent. Even though it wasn't like, talk to this dude, do three things, okay, do your assassination. Like right. it wasn't from Assassin's Creed 1 to Assassin's Creed 2. But I mean, it kept the same open world, guy, you know, same kind of aspects of the gameplay. You're right. Okay. So I, I, I think it can be classified as a reboot, kind of, because they're doing so much different. Ah. Poss- I mean, we can't say. We don't fucking know shit about this game. All we know is a fucking trailer. <laughs> All we have is a goddamn trailer. Why am I speculating yeah. shit? I, I just, yeah, I just, about. it's hard for me to call something a reboot when there's only one series in the game. We'll get one game in the series, sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I agree, but honestly, if they change enough, it, it, it's not really a sequel. I mean, it's not, I don't know what they would call that. I guess it's just a sequel. <laughs> yeah, it's just a yeah. sequel, but hey. All right, let's see what else we got here. Um, oh, this should be pretty quick. Uh, Sony says gamers don't want to buy online right now. You're wrong. End of topic. Let's move on. Wait, what was <laughs> it? That's, I'm just joking. But well, Sony says that gamers don't want to buy online right now. Buy online? What is they that? Have, like, they have they have a an article on games industries uh, gamesindustry.biz or games industry international as they're called now that says you know they see most of their consumers still going to Best Buy or GameStop, and it's clear to them that that people don't want to buy online right now. And I think that's false. I think those 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 specific customers don't realize what's available online for them. Like right now, when they think of buying games online, they think of like you know the indie games or the small games on PSN. But yeah. how many of them are actually paying attention to the fact that you can buy Assassin's Creed? You could have you could have bought Assassin's Creed three. I don't online like you know the on release day online i think they're looking at the numbers of sales they have of full titles and honestly i don't think those are selling as well as probably the hard copies obviously obviously but i mean they have to be seeing the rise in want of downloadable games because even with people don't mind like downloading the well those are free i really can't use as an example that's kind of Bullshit! If I use PlayStation Plus free games, they download those all the time because they're fucking free. But um, no, I but think they're also basing they? this off of yeah, people download the shit out of PlayStation Plus free games. I mean, they have the hard space, he's kind of like, no, but that, that, I mean, that, I think that's no, because you're entirely right. I mean, Sony has all the numbers here, and that, especially in that case, there is the only reason you have not to download those free games, assuming you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber, is that you will repurchase them, or you don't have the space on the hard drive, or you don't have the space actually, on the hard drive, which is which, I have to go clear some space to download Saints Row Three. Now that I think about it, oh, that, yeah. I, I tag a lot of games, and then I have to go back and download them later. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing, like, they're probably basing off their sales of the download center they have now, and they're pos- possibly also going off of how everyone's freaking out about used games. Because, I mean, technically you can't – right now, currently, we can't trade in digital downloads. Yeah. So that's probably another factor that they're basing this off of. And if they only look at those two things, then what they're saying is true. But if you look at Steam and how Steam is, like – Everyone's fucking downloading games and totally okay with it. But I don't think I don't think you can compare the PC gamer consumer and the console gamer consumer. I think the PC gamer consumer is I don't want to say savvier, but I I mean I I mean the PC's been in, in, in an online world as far as d- like downloading content 
for, you know, I mean, what we were downloading music well over what, 10, you know, 15 years ago. Whereas for the console, I mean, this was really the last, this last generation was really the first one that was sort of online all the time that had that online functionality. And I think there is a, there is a gradual process to getting there. And I, I think it's, it's what he's saying is incongruous from our experience because we're all very well immersed in the PC world. And we're also, we're also, I don't think the gamers that he's talking about where, and I think the problem is it's, it's almost sort of, it's almost like it's shining a light and finding out we're not as numerous as we think we are. We're all cool and, and perfectly fine downloading games on the, on the PlayStation again, provided their space. I I think that that's also i think a, a a smaller issue is that as much as these consoles were the first ones to sort of enable the, the downloading disk space has still been a factor and I, I i'm thinking especially with a lot of the cloud storage coming now that that should go away for the next generation but but even so i think that the, the end result is that I, it's, I guess it's almost a little bit shocking and i think even then the the the, the backlash against microsoft revealed this too is that by and large, there's a large consumer base that whether it's just out of habit or whether that it's their legitimate preference or I'd be surprised to say that they don't know that they can do it because especially you turn on you turn on the PlayStation and you know what you know, always well, those those six little those six little graphics there that load up. One of them is always like, what's the newest game? Download now on the PSN. Right. Well here's and, I'm sorry, go ahead, finish. Well, no, I just want to say, like, you know, maybe, you, you know, you might not see that. And you might think, oh, it's an advertisement for the game that's in the store. But you click on that button, it takes you to the download page. So here's here's my perspective on the average game. Why would I download a game at full price when I could download when I could go buy the game disc? And if I don't like it, I'll just go sell it back. Well, that's very valid. I mean, and I mean, that's what like if we can get reduced, I think people will go to download if there is an incentive to do so. I don't, I, I'm personally, I'm perfectly fine downloading it because I don't feel like having to go out. I'm feeling a little well, bit lazy in that regard. I mean, uh, admittedly, I could buy it off Amazon. <laughs> there's nothing but, like there's nothing like buying games pantsless. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jared, we know you're probably bought in all your Steam games pantless. There, I don't know a way to do it otherwise. Do you even when own I go to pants? buy a game on Steam and I have pants on? It says, "Please remove pants." <laughs> so that's what I do. Uh, but um seriously uh the the thing about digital download and it took forever on pc uh it's a transition mm-hmm. that it's a transition that players have to make they have to get used to uh playing or not playing but uh, you know buying games online because that's so you have to let go like it's it's something you have to let go of. like i no longer you know Right. In, in a world where you're so used to having the physical disc and physical means ownership, you know, it's it's tough to let go. Like, I think I was talking about it last week on the podcast that never came out, uh, was that, you know, I have games, PC games here from 2007, 2008 that I have on disc. Right. You know, because it, why... it, it took that long for me to get rid of it. And that's basically put Sony is in a position where they need to get people to, you know, transition right. over. And I think PlayStation Plus would be a great way of doing that because they're give they're giving a lot of if they keep up with the discounting of digital downloaded games and keep up with the free downloads like they are doing, I think eventually people will just gravitate toward that. They just I think they just need to push it a bit harder. 
they have to get used to the convenience and see how convenient it is versus, right. you know. Also, they have to see a couple things. First of all, it has to be major titles. They need more major titles available on day one for downloading. Two, those they the major titles need to be cheaper. Like if you download digitally, the game should not be it should not cost the same as going to a retail store because honestly, it doesn't cost them the same amount to put that game into a retail store. Um, third, one big helper. You want to know what make digital downloading fly for the PS3? If you could trade oh. them in. Well, there. That's okay. So then four. You know what? You know what number four is then? <laughs> number four is if digital downloads were available at midnight, the day of release, like on PC. Wait, when are they available? Then I assume that's how it was. Uh, it'll it, probably it, be it's wherever after, the PlayStation Store updates. And that's like at two o'clock in the afternoon. So it actually, oh. yeah, it, it yeah, it's not until like two yeah. to four o'clock, depending on the time zone. So yeah, you wouldn't even be able to get it that morning if you want to download it digitally. It needs to be available at midnight yeah. that day, and it, it doesn't matter if I'm on east or well, west, wherever you, I am. Like you say that, like, but there's games on that there there are games that are on what we call Steam Time. Oh, yeah, there are games that like well, that's oh, set, that's actually set up by the publisher. install games too. Exactly, exactly, because yeah. that, that's so exciting when you see that start happening like three or four days before the game comes out. Yeah, you just and then you know at, at midnight you can use you can play the game. Like that's how remember me. Yeah, like, I bought like I was looking at the thing. I said, oh yeah, I'll play Remember Me. It's coming out in twenty minutes. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I, I, let me uh, let me hit it real quick. I, I preloaded it and then downloaded it, and boom, I was playing at what, like twelve oh five. That morning, so yeah. yeah, that's that's the way they 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 need that. They need a couple of things. So yeah, like it's not that gamers don't want to buy online. It's not like they know the full system and the options available for they, it. They should They're just, just give not up used on, to it. They should just give up on home and just focus all their shit on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'd concur. I'd concur with that. So, but yeah, there's there's ton like you know if 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 players really understood. Well, I say console players really understood the benefits of digital downloading. I think they would definitely be more into it. But you got to help them make the transition. You got to make it worth it. Mm-hmm. And they're making baby steps toward it. I think right now they are making baby steps. They if they want to get ahead of Microsoft, because my Microsoft has something to prove, and they're they're going to try to come back with a vengeance unless they're just dumb. Um, <laughs> so they they need to stay ahead here. And they can't just stay ahead by coasting, to be honest with you. Microsoft no, and that's what they're making... doing right now, too, is PS4 is coasting hard. Yeah, they're gonna, the Microsoft is going to stop making mistakes or stop making mistakes. Or stop making consoles. <laughs> they're going to stop making mistakes so that, so that Sony can know what to do. They're going to stop paving Sony's way. Right now, they're yeah. paving Sony's way. And there ain't going to be a Final Fantasy. Like, there's nothing at launch to really sell the PS4. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to our last topic, uh, which is actually uh, regarding 4K gaming. Which, what that actually, no, that's not you know 2K's parent company. Um, <laughs> that's a Nick joke. I should have let Nick. That tell is a, a Nick joke. Like joke. Well done. Oh, yeah, it didn't even God. it didn't even sound right coming from me. Why the hell as, are you making Nick jokes, Jerry? I don't know. I, mean, I was like, hey, that sounded funny in my head, and then it really wasn't funny when it came they, out. They they cloned 2K and then they got together and made 4K. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> I want right. to fucking shoot myself. So right what 4K gaming is actually has to do with resolution. Uh, like you know, this that you hear about 4K TVs and that being the future. Basically, it means the display resolution is 3840 by 2160. Right now, uh, the you know, I guess the high, what high definition is actually 1920 by 1080 or 
you know, what, what, what is called 1080p uh, for televisions. And 4K gaming is much higher than that. Um, the PS4 actually supports a 4K display, but not for games. And the Xbox One has not said anything about it. Um, I bet you they don't support it. Oh, uh, I don't think so. Well, they Maybe. don't. They don't have the same. They don't. They don't have the same stake in that. I mean, Sony still manufactures TVs. Yeah. And Sony manufactures a 4K TV, I think. Yeah. So they. I mean, th- that's that's a case of corporate synergy where it's like, hey, buy our <laughs> buy our video game console that works this, with our TVs. I mean, this to me just sounds like a more a minor version of the whole HD DVD versus Blu-ray thing, but. Minus the fact that they just don't have the functionality probably in the Xbox One. Right, they don't have it. But there's no alternative to, like, there's not going to be any alternative to this. There's no alternative to screen resolution. Yeah, but no one's going <laughs> to adopt a 4K, a 4K TV, like, this early. Well, this uh, early, but... Everyone's, it, everyone's just... I think only now does everyone in the world have probably an HDTV. But it's, it's, it's not necessarily about people adopting this early, but it's not going to take... 10 years for them to adopt 4K television, especially if making a 4K television isn't going to cost that much more than a high-definition television. If the price difference between 4K and 1080... In like a... Excuse me. A 1080p TV is $100-$200, you know, buy the 4K TV. Is that really the price difference, though? I'm not sure. It's yeah. not It's not a whole... It's not a, a really big, substantial amount, to be honest with you. Well, I shouldn't say that. Right I don't now, know, because, I think it's substantial enough only because it's a newer technology. I think in four or five years, you'll see one in every home, but not for another four or five years. Yeah, but then we're not going to have a new Xbox a new Xbox in four or five years. Not with the Xbox One costing $500. How, how long did the 360 <laughs> last? Uh, what, eight years? Eight. Was it eight, really? Yeah. 2013 yeah. came out in 2005. God, I'm fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, the, those math skills going right out the window, Mike. Because uh, I don't use math. You don't use math after college. Mm. I guess you do. You, can I see your paycheck? Oh. <laughs> I can help you with that. Fuck you. <laughs> I subtracted zero, and now you have seven hundred dollars less. Oh my god, I hate you sometimes. <laughs> um, that's like not even. That's like, ah, oh, never mind. I don't. Shit. He I wants to say, say, fuck you, Jared. <laughs> That's what he's, he's going for. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, but um, so basically uh, uh, while at E3, this this conversation happened at E3, uh, one of the um, writers at Forbes got a chance to talk to both AMD and NVIDIA. Now, for those who don't know, AMD uh, hit the trifecta. They have, they, AMD makes the graphics cards for the Wii U. Uh, they're using, the, they're making the processor for the Xbox One and for the PS4. So it's all AMD and the next generation of consoles. Oh, um, fucking banking. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. But even, you know, Andy got a chance to talk to NVIDIA. Now, NVIDIA is dis- is, is pretty, they pretty much dissed the consoles. That's what NVIDIA did. They, they dissed the consoles saying that, you know, the consoles, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a step down from PC and that, you know, um, Developers, people who want to have the highest highest experience, will still make games for PC because you know that's Nvidia's money maker right now. That and mobile, they are killing mobile with that Tegra chipset. They really are. Um, it's very impressive for anybody who who has not heard about it. You might want to check it out. Um, 
the Tegra chipset is why games on the phone can now look like it's on an Xbox 360, to be honest with you. Or even better, <laughs> in some cases. Uh, but the thing that surprised me is in AMD, of course they, they brought up the fact that, you know, they're making a technology that, that's, that you know, powers all of the consoles, but at the same time, they still said that, you know, there's, unlike other console, uh, you know, console generations, when a console generation came up, well, not others, say, like, when the Xbox One, when the Xbox 360 and the PS3 came on the scene, they had bridged the gap with PC. At least for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah. As a, if you, uh, if you had, a, if you were, like, uh, somebody who was constantly updating your cards, after about six months, you had a card that was more powerful. But, you know, after about a year or two, PC had completely escaped that realm of graphics. Uh, and even AMD is saying this time that th- with this generation of consoles, these consoles are not catching up with PC. They have not caught up. And the, one of the things they're talking about is 4K uh, gaming, 4K resolution. He says, he, he pointed you know pointed to a screen and says that's a 4K television that's, that's running at 4K resolution. And that can run on PCs that are out right now. That's not a future that is the now. PCs can run those. The yeah. cards, I have two of the cards. It only takes one card that I have to run five 65-inch televisions <laughs> at 1080p. So, so you're saying ahead. you could be running 10 65-inch televisions. I can be running 10 65-inch televisions. With the no cards wonder you I don't have. have room for a Kinect. <laughs> but shit, so like, you know, those are the cards I have. And you know what? They weren't that expensive, to be honest with you. Um, well, Consider for for PC gaming, they weren't that expensive. Okay, I'll I was about that, to say. I'll put that out there. Um, See, that's th- that's actually the one question that I have is that if I, I mean fundamentally, I mean the, you know they only designed these consoles. Well, I mean I, they've probably been working on them for at least two years now, but there's no reason why they couldn't have put in what they expected to be top of the line graphics at this point, and clearly they they didn't. And I'm guessing they probably didn't do to price. I so. How much do you think the consoles would have had to have been if they wanted to have those top of the line graphics cards in there? Oh, if they want a top of the line, if they wanted to bridge the gap. Okay, right now we know that both consoles are being sub. Actually, no, Sony is saying their console is not subsidized. Sony is saying that they're not subsidizing the console; that they will actually make money off of the PS4. Which that makes, I don't know how that, that, that's possible at four hundred. That agrees with what Pactor said because yeah, he predicted it would be lower than that. Yeah, that actually may be their strategy. You know, let's not take a loss on the PlayStation this time. Get the graphics up, make a bunch of money. Do what Nintendo did. That's what Nintendo did. Nintendo made bank uh, off of the Wii because they made so much money off the, off the hardware. We know that well, Microsoft the, Microsoft is losing money on the Xbox, even at five hundred dollars. Yeah, the, the Kinect is a marvelous, marvelous device, but you know what? It's also fucking expensive. <laughs> it ain't cheap. Um. So yeah. it, I think if both of them went with the highest level, of, highest level of graphics, um, easily a PlayStation Three, a PlayStation Four at six hundred dollars subsidized. There's no way they were gonna go higher than that. Um, Xbox One easily six hundred dollars subsidized, maybe more because of Connect. But given, I guess, then the follow-up question is: given the expected penetration, I should say. Of 4K TVs. I mean, as much as Sony wants to push that, give, given the expected penetration, 
would it you know does it make sense for them to have considered that or, or does what they've done with you know going with the, like guess a substandard graphics card going with a reduced console price does that does that seem to like be the more prudent measure it depends on how long they want this console cycle to last to be honest i won't la- i don't think it'll last as long as the ps3s i don't think it can like the technology's moving too fast pc is already ahead like you know don't get me wrong the games on the on the ps4 from what i can see look nice but you know, PCs already already running ahead of that. Yeah, I mean, Infamous I, Second Son looks really good running, but I mean, look at The Witcher Two. I mean, look at what we've seen on The Witcher Three for PC. Yeah, and Witcher Three is like, like he been playing like you know, I was play, like playing Crisis Three, and I'm looking at the the graphics on that game. Like I'm running on on Ultra, and uh, the game. Bioshock Infinite at Ultra. Oh yeah, at the lowest, um, sometimes my my frame rate dips to fifty five frames per second on my current PC or Crisis, and it looks as good. Actually, I think a little better than what I've seen on the PS4 or Xbox One. So those consoles are already behind. Um, I, I I can't I I. I don't think it's gonna last as long, but do like in this economy, can they really support that? You know, people are people are okay with spending four hundred dollars on a console if they know they're gonna have for some time. But can you, you know, first of all, uh, adoption of these consoles is gonna take some time. I don't think the first year I think it's gonna be pretty rough, you know, comparatively. The second year, start to pick up. Third year, yeah, good. But like, if you pick up your console the third year, and then two years after that, they want you to spend another four hundred bucks. Like, how, what's that going to look like? Oh, well, it, well, it's not going to be quite two years after that because you figure they'll come out with the new console two years after that, and then it's going to be two years later before you actually pick it up. So you're still getting your five year lifespan out of that. But, but no, no, I, I oh, think. Go ahead. No, I, I, I think the, the, I think the problem too is, is that the mobile gaming is catching up to them. I mean, even now we're talking about resolutions. I just got a phone today. It's 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 1080p on the phone, and so if if I can get that kind of graphics already, I mean, you talked about the Tegra. You know, it's powering I'm only the shield. A fighting game on my fucking phone. I'm that's not, not a worry. Well, no, there are some games that you just can't play on the phone. Oh well, yeah, that's a different yeah. conversation that we all agree on. Yeah, but I think I, I mean I I almost wonder. It, it's I, I think that's going to be the real question. Is given. You know, we see that what phones, I mean, phones, go, you know, every 18 months, like you're, you know, the whole phone, you go through a phone generation. And so we, you know, and it just so happens this was, I mean, this had to be one of the longest console generations that we've had, right? Yeah. So is, I mean, is the next console generation going to be cut short or is, you know, it, it, again, it almost, you know, I, I know we've talked about people who have said to normal because like before, like what, around like the Genesis Error. That's when we had the four-year, five-year console cycle. Yeah. You know. Yeah. How long was GameCube and Xbox One? That one was short. Four years. Like what? Well, Xbox came out. No, Xbox came out in two thousand one. Well, so did the GameCube. But, no, but didn't th- th- doesn't the Dreamcast fall into that generation? No, GameCube. Oh, Dreamcast came out same time as PlayStation Two in nineteen ninety. Yeah, that's the same generation. Uh, yeah, but like it died before. I think it like died before the Xbox and the GameCube it did. came it, out. It did, but no, but no, but so that, that generation it starts with the, the PlayStation Two in nineteen ninety nine. Then, or wasn't that was? Or was no, that was two thousand, wasn't it? 
PlayStation 2 came out in 2000. Sega Dreamcast came out in 1999. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'd say that was the start. But th- yeah, that was sort of a – that was very staggered. And the Microsoft killed the Xbox early because they wanted to get the 360 out and re- yeah. redo it all. Yep. Yeah. Okay, is that it? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, I mean... I don't know. I don't think we'll have as long as a cycle this time, though. If that's... I, I, don't, I, I don't think so. I, you know, if they do, if they try to pull that, I do think that they are going to, you know, because it's not a secret anymore what, what was happening on PC. Like, you know, the graphic, the, the, the level of graphics on PC to the point where developers are like, yeah, there's a version on Xbox, but... It's really dumbed down. Uh, yeah, but I mean, there will always be a place for console because parents are going to shove out money for a PC for their kids. See, oh, that's yeah. that's what I wonder is if we're not seeing like serious fragmentation of gamers. And I know you know you like to talk about your PC master race and everything, but I mean this and this almost goes back to our earlier conversation about how you know people on the PlayStation don't aren't ready for downloading. It almost seems to me like there's uh, there's going to be. Like we're going to get these markets to be calcified where it's like, no, you're a console gamer and this is the experience you want where you want the discs and you know, you don't always need to be online, but yeah, it's nice. And yeah, you're, you're, you don't care about the graphics as long as it looks, it looks pretty on your TV. And then no, you've got the PC gamers who are downloading the games immediately and the games look amazing and they got the, the high resolution texture packs and they're Hardcore versus casual. It. Got it. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's what it is. And it's. 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 It, it, you know. It, yeah. And yeah. The ca- casuals are going to drift towards the console, and the hardcore will be all about the PC. Look. I mean, this has been going on since the dawn of consoles. There will always be people who will buy a Nintendo for fucking Nintendo IP. There will always be people who buy Playstations for the innovative games. There will always be people who buy Xboxes for fucking Xbox Live multiplayer. That's just how shit goes yeah but and nothing's changed over the last two to three console cycles um, pc's always had a space on its own where the hardcore gamers who want that really in-depth high visuals high control high you know high tournament level play on certain games go to grab that now i will say the rise of freaking free-to-play games has made it easier for parents to let kids get these better machines because that's where all the kids are playing i mean but to a degree i mean i mean you're right like you know like these 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 platforms have always had their staples but over time especially over the last few years i've I've, i have personally been seeing people who were console gamers make the switch to pc because PC has better graphics, right? And I think that goes... the better games, and now you have options with controls. Like I like you know somebody who I never thought was going to be a PC gamer again is now seriously considering buying a, a good PC because right one but of I his friends comes... did, and it's incredible, as we all know. Right, and I think that comes <laughs> with age and growing up. I honestly, I'm I've like seeing this correlation with the older people get the more they kind of fluctuate toward the PC because they realize they want that experience. But as a kid or a teenager, you don't tend to have the luxury. Oh yeah. Of, the funds to doing it. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Like, you know, money yeah. is, is holding them back, which is. So they talk, so they talk themselves into that. The console is the best thing for them because that's what they can afford. And oh, yeah. it's not just that. I mean, sometimes you might find areas like Austin or, you know, wherever, where they have these uh, computer lounge. I call them computer, whatever. You can rent out a really high-end PC for a couple hours 
and play on them for games. But like honestly, that's not the way it's made to be done. It's made to be done in your home pantsless. God damn pants. <laughs> I don't know. I went to one and it was kind of fun because I didn't I, I went to Austin and I didn't have any computers or whatever and I just wanted to play some games because my friend stitched me for a little bit. So I went and found a I was looking for an arcade and that came up. So I went mm. there thinking I found an arcade and really it was just a computer thing. I was like, fuck it, I can just go play a game, whatever. Well, yeah, don't get me wrong, lands are awesome. I love I love landing. Uh the problem I'm having I don't have a problem, but like dragging my PC to a land is such a big deal. Like it's such a big uh, that's why I don't that's uh, why no. I, I'm actually gonna be buying a new gaming laptop probably sometime in the next uh, couple months. Why not get a gaming tablet? No, fuck don't do that. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. I have an open line of credit with Dell. We'll be talking soon. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways <laughs> before we get to where, where the fuck did we go with this conversation? Well, we were talking about 4, you know, 4K gaming. Then Nick does his thing where he brings something else up. And then up? we started talking about the console life cycle. <laughs> See, this is what you do. You bring something up and then we forget what you brought up so you can get away with it. I, I just Every topic I bring up is just so I can make a joke about it. Uh, well, that explains a lot. Well, see, unfortunately, <laughs> that makes us do conversations. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess the the the, the well, I guess the big takeaway from this is the fact that the gap is not bridged, and that uh, I don't know the, the console cycle is probably gonna be shorter. I, I would hope the console cycle will be shorter, or we're gonna see because the thing about PC when PC technology increases, mobile technology is not that far behind it. No. You know, console is just something that's in the middle. So if PC technology keeps increasing the way it does, which it will continue to increase at a substantial rate, and, and basically what, base, what what both AMD and NVIDIA are saying is saying, we are not taking our focus away from the PC. NVIDIA can't. And AMD is, even though they're they're in the ring for the consoles, they are also saying, no, 4K gaming is coming, and we are going to be a part of that. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, go ahead. No, you can go. No, go ahead. Okay, fine. No, I just want to say that the, the, the fact that NVIDIA can't, I think, is huge because right. you know that, like, you know, there's no motivation for them to slow down, you know, put on the brakes or slow this down. Like, they are going to be, like, when they say they're going to be pushing, you know, gaming on the PC, they're going to be pushing gaming on the PC. And if we think it's been going fast now, it's only going to get faster. And that says a lot because even I, I'm using AMD cards right now, but NVIDIA is the clear leader. Like if you if yeah. you are going highest of the high, yeah, um, not even highest of the high. Like I think it, step for step, every NVIDIA card out benchmarks um, the comparable card on AMD. The right, difference just... is the difference is the price. Like yeah. I, it, for the two <laughs> cards that I have, it would cost um it would have cost. I think around twelve hundred bucks for me to get the comparable NVIDIA cards. When it only cost me about uh when I got them about eight hundred bucks. That's about four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, like, you know, c- comparatively, that's what that's what you know, but that's you the thing, can like, technically get a third AMD card for the price of you can get three AMD cards for the price of right. two NVIDIA cards. But you, there is a, a, a decent performance increase on the default, I use this program called Radeon Pro that actually gives me the performance that I'm looking for. Right. So. Now, this is, it, I mean, it all goes back to you get what you fucking pay for. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's not like the AMD cards are cheap. They do the job. But yeah, yeah. I had to, like, like I said, I had to tweak the, I have to tweak it a bit with the software. And now it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. I make a profile, I apply the profile to whatever game I'm playing, done. And that's yeah. it. 
but the, you know, Nvidia is in the lead. I know somebody who's an avid AMD fan who told me like, no, just go with Nvidia now. He's like, if you think I'm a, no, he's not a PC elitist, but actually he is a PC elitist. But um, so if, yeah, he is. Is there any yeah. other type? No, and that's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, that, if you I thought I was, you know, PCS race, like he, I, I don't even think he's owned a console in God knows how long. I think he bought a Wii for his wife, and that was about it. <laughs> you know, and I gotta get a Wii U for Smash Brothers now. God damn. Oh yeah, we're everybody's getting a Wii U for Smash Brothers next year, year of the Wii U. It's <laughs> gonna sell like hotcakes because Smash Bros came out. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, but um. <sighs> The, the 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 current well the next gen consoles are uh, they're already behind and I think that's that's a problem but you know we'll Wii see. U is really behind <laughs> the Wii U is really behind but Nintendo doesn't even care like Nintendo's like fuck graphics it's, like Nintendo, well because <laughs> Nintendo just have to say here's fucking Mario here's Zelda done bye yeah Nintendo makes up for it by the quality of their games like you. When you get a Nintendo game, with the exception of Metroid, like that's why Metroid, the bugs in Metroid, were such a big deal. Well, that was other M. And that other was M. that was the, Team the, Ninja with Nin- yeah. with Nintendo looking over them. The the bugs in Metroid other M was so big because it was like there are bugs in a Nintendo game. Oh my God, the Dark yeah. Lord has arrived. Like that's it's it's it, that was why it's such a big problem. But Retro just needs to grab holds of the Metroid series again. Yeah. But, uh, or actually, they just need to get a hold of another Nintendo series and just revitalize it. Mm-hmm. They've been doing a great job with Metroid and Donkey Kong. Yeah, I I do in this article. I do like the way in the video just is saying, "Oh yeah, the consoles are a downgrade. Not even worth it." That's why we didn't put our cards. Oh, into they it. are just being like <laughs> fucking whatever. Because didn't they? Did they have? Was were they? They had an Nvidia card in one of the consoles this gen, didn't they? I think they were powering the Xbox. Okay, so I'm pretty sure back when the 360 was like, yeah, consoles are fine, blah, 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 blah. Now they're just like backtracking because they fucking like got their ass raped because they don't have any fucking cards in any of the consoles. Yeah, and that's the thing, like PC is paying, they said that PC is paying all of their checks, you know. Well, I mean, that's true. That's true. Like, this thing, like, I, I, Thankfully, because of the the current gen of consoles, you know, lasting for so long, PC has had quite the resurgence, and a lot of people have been brought into it. An older crowd, like you said, uh, Nick. Oh, and actually, no, sorry, it's Mike. But uh, uh, an older crowd, like you said, because you know you need people who have money, and that's another reason for PC gaming, man. Like I don't run into you know children very often. No, literally, if a child has a PC rig. It's because their parent is an avid PC gamer, and they've got the money to throw at two PC rigs. Yeah, exactly. Like nobody even touches my rig. Nobody. Like if I need, if you need to use a computer, I will build you another one. That's how much I don't want you to touch my computer. <laughs> yeah, that's what, and that's how most PC gamers are. That's what I'm saying. Like they have to be the kid has to have like a father that's like has the money for two rigs and fucking like an avid PC gamer. Yeah, that's or else the, they would just give him a Nintendo and say "fuck off, go play Mario." Yeah, so I'm curious to see what you know. I, I knew Nvidia's focus was going to be on PC, but to hear that AMD is definitely still focusing on PC, like they're not going to slack off and they're really going to push for the game. Can't. I mean, PC still makes them a lot of money. Yeah, like I'm, I'm glad to hear that, and I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Also, if they do push 4K gaming, that's actually going to push push a big gap. 
because you know the, the, you know Sony was talking about how easy it will be for developers to port games back and forth with the PC. But if you're talking about doing texture textures for a game that supports 4K, you know that's going to be a pretty big difference going back and forth between the PS4 and the. Uh, Oh, because it'll support 4K movies, but it won't support 4K games. Exactly. For a texture pack, like you know how sharp those textures have to be. <laughs> They're really fun. It's about movie. It's movie screen quality, right? I think so, but on a smaller screen. Well, yeah. So, well, that's. Obviously. I mean, that's that's the comparison I always hear when I hear to 4K. It's like a movie screen quality, but like on a TV size. Yeah. That means then we're really just one generation away from passing a movie screen. Well, I would imagine the movie screens would upgrade. Well, I mean, there oh. we can always go to IMAX, IMAX level. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that is very true. That's true. And then IMAX will have to get better. Yeah, IMAX will have to come out with something better. Yeah. See, I think 4K is not an option. It's just a matter of time. It's like HD. I mean, exactly. HD. I mean, it's an option right now, but it'll become not an option as we get, keep going down the road. Exactly. So we're three Nintendo consoles away from the 4K Nintendo console. <laughs> Maybe four. Much. No, Who we're knows? four. Nintendo four, made four. like Nintendo's made one day just say, "I'm sick of this shit. I'm coming back out with a with an awesome console with awesome graphics." Because these guys are now just getting into their console cycle, and they're expecting it to last them for quite some time. And Nintendo can just hop right in the middle of there, like right there in the middle. Honestly, with better graphics and how that so they're, they're gonna wait till everybody buys their Wii U for Smash Brothers and then be like, and now here's the real console with even or, better Smash Brothers they, and people will buy it. People will buy it because it's got Smash Bros. It's got and Zelda. better graphics it's and, and then EA, EA would come back, you know, because oh, it's got good graphics. No, oh, you know it doesn't even matter it. if EA comes back or not. All they fucking need is their Nintendo exclusives, that honestly. All true. they fucking need to say is fucking Legend of Goddamn Zelda, and every motherfucker will buy it. Yeah, Legend of Goddamn Zelda. That's the next game. That's what it's called. <laughs> Goddamn Zelda. Or Super Mario Universe Sunshine 3 or some bullshit like that. That sounds good to me. <laughs> I don't know. Just fucking just throw a title on Mario and people will fucking buy it. Mm. All right. Uh, let's, let's end the show on that note. On 4K <laughs> gaming. Lots of explicit. Yeah, let's see. I, I, I really wish at the Nintendo's next E3 conference that Mikey, that you could be there just announcing all the games. <laughs> that would be awesome. We have to see if we can set that up. Maybe fucking Pikmin. <laughs> Pikmin Three is still just a trailer. <laughs> Pikmin Three, goddamn it! You know that's what it's <laughs> it's called. Uh, let's see what's coming out. Deadpool just came out. Does I I have seen so much. I've watched videos of that, and it just looks fucking terrible. I've like I'm looking at it has like a two out of five star rating here on this. Really? Site. It just looks fucking terrible watching people play it. Like it huh. just looks bad. It didn't look good to begin with, so I didn't. I'm not surprised. Wait, what, oh. this, is the, this is the Marvel Deadpool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? That's surprising. I mean, everyone says it's hilarious, but I'm just like, it just doesn't look like it plays. Well, you know what? If I want a comedy, I'll listen to Pandora. I'm or I'll, or I'll watch spend... a fucking, or I'll watch yeah. Netflix that I pay for and never fucking use. Yeah, I wouldn't spend <laughs> forty bucks because forty bucks on PC. I don't know what it is on console. I would imagine sixty. Probably sixty. But I wouldn't spend forty or sixty bucks on that game. <laughs> uh, Hotline Miami came out for Vita and PSN. Let's see, that came out on Tuesday. Um, 
Uh, Contra Evolution is coming out for iPad, so that's non-existent. Um, let's see. This game dark about vampires is supposed to come out on the 28th. We might get a copy. Who knows? Not sure what else is coming out. I think we're uh, about to hit we- the slow, slow season. Are we going to hit the summer gaming draft so I can finally fucking yeah. catch up on the uh, games? Metal Gear Solid play? Legacy Collection. I've got to see if there's a... Uh... Another? Wow. What's yeah, in this yeah. one? Oh, everything. Um, yeah, 87 to 2012. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be... fucking serious? It's like... They released yeah, people all who, those people HD who? collections and now they're doing this? Yeah, I think uh, the people who fucking, like, who bought the collection last year are probably a bit pissed. I would be so fucking pissed right now. If I were the people who have been buying these HD collections that have been coming out for and, these and things. This is a PS3 exclusive, and here's why. Um, well, first of all, it says 87, but I, I MGS4. think... MGS4. <laughs> yeah, so basically it comes with Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. It comes with Metal Gear Solid, but it's it's actually, it's not the... The game is not on the disc, it comes with a download code. Question, is it Metal Gear Solid 1, the original, Metal, or is it Metal yeah, Gear Solid Twin Snakes? It's 1, the original. Fuck. It's the okay. PSN download code. Um, Metal Gear Solid VR Missions it comes with. Uh, PSN download code. Do you get uh, the comic America. book? Um, I don't know. There is a book with it, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I remember um, there was like this P. Oh, there was this PSP like game, but it was just Metal Gear Solid like digital comic. I don't remember. Let's see. It comes with Metal Gear Solid 2 HD Edition, Metal Gear Solid 3 HD Edition. Uh, and that's the one that comes with uh, Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2, just like subsi- Substance. Subsistence. Subsistence. Substance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then there's Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots Trophy Edition, Metal uh-huh. Gear Solid Peace Walker HD okay. Edition. You know why I really won't replay Metal Gear Solid 4? Because the the one fight that I fucking hate is, uh, what was it, Sniper Wolf? Well, she's not called Sniper Wolf anymore. She called something Wolf. Crying Wolf, or... What the fuck the wolf is called? Did you beat Metal Gear Solid 4? No, I don't play Metal Gear. Uh, God damn I it. hate stealth. Why the fuck would I play Metal Gear? <laughs> That's true. There's, <laughs> like... Like, there's this boss fight. Because um, uh, a lot of the bosses in Metal Gear Solid 4 are... are they they are a reflection of a boss in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. And there's this chick in this wolf like robot type thing where she can yeah. shoot from it. And dude, that fight pissed me off to no end. It really did. And I really don't want to go through it again. But it comes yeah, that's with why I'm not playing The Last of Us either. Yeah, it comes it's... with two Metal Gear Solid digital graphic novels and a new 100-page art book. So I will be pre-ordering that at my local nice. GameStop. So that's coming out. Will uh, you go there in person? I will go there in person. Well, he doesn't have an option. He can't digitally download this. Yeah, yeah. So He's, well, he's got to wear pants. Well, you should. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, we're hitting the summer gaming drought. Um, Good, I can catch up on shit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to. Uh yep, yep, that's that's pretty much it for, for the time being and then we'll be getting ready for the next uh you know, for the holiday season and then that's gonna be that. Okay, so <laughs> we go right oh. from the summer drought. Did to you the notice that the season. did you know the Borderlands two DLC came out? The one for Tiny Tina? Yeah, yeah I didn't know that came out until like someone just I told me. Like, I still need to beat Borderlands too. Isn't she the racist character? 
the one that's what they said that she was racist, but she's not. She's racist. not fucking racist. Oh my god. Tiny Tina is not racist. I heard she was based off Paula Deen. Uh. Oh. Har har har. Nick selling Kevin. Look at him with his pop culture knowledge. Yeah, you know. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's gonna end the show for us. Longer than normal. Definitely longer than normal. And we didn't even get to everything. Jesus, we're terrible. Yeah, um, that's what happens when I go on break. In, in our, in our, yeah, I was gonna say in our defense, we haven't put up a podcast in three weeks. That's true. So you just got three weeks of backlog. Boom. Yeah, it's like a sugar rush. Yeah, yeah. So, it's shit. But anyway, because <laughs> um, it's really late here right now, and I'm still trying to figure out how am I gonna edit this, go to bed, and then wake up and do my job correctly in the morning. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to so, love waking up and getting stuck in traffic. It's going to be great. Yeah. All right, but as always, you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash smash those buttons. You can catch us on iTunes as well if you want to subscribe to that and get the podcast automatically. Uh, you can catch us on uh, tw- uh, also on Stitcher Smart Radio for Android and iOS devices for streaming. Uh, we're on twitter.com slash MTB site. Facebook.com slash smash those buttons and YouTube.com slash smash those buttons. Nick is yawning, so that means it is time to go. And we will catch you guys next week. Yawn. Z. I'm going to say bye because that's what normal human beings do. Fuck being normal. <laughs> that's personal. Yeah. All right, later. <laughs>